Amen. How you guys feeling today? Feel good? How about you guys just take a moment and say some, give an affirmation to the person next to you. Pastor John Michael was talking about the culture of affirmation. Just turn to the person next to you and tell them, tell them something nice. Just say something nice. Don't make it generic. I'm watching you guys. All right, some of, y- some of y'all saying a little stuff too nice, and you know, this, this, this ain't the time to be like, you know, I really think you're really awesome and attractive. <laughs> God is good, amen? Yeah, Pastor John Michael was talking about a culture of affirmation during Sunday Swim, and he was talking about how sometimes, you know, brothers will give an affirmation, and because of the way the culture is, or some people just aren't used to receiving compliments, so stuff just gets real awkward, you know. I, you know, I just want to say I, I really like that shirt you're wearing. Oh, really? Thank you. You know, it gets gets kind of awkward. Or like the person starts stammering, like the the, I just uh, want to, I like, I like your shirt. Yeah, thank you. You received that, Judy. You take that. And how it's really important for us to have that culture of affirmation, and build each other up with our words. But that's not what I want to talk to you guys about today. If you're ready to hear the word, say, I'm ready. ready. I want you to open up your Bibles to the book of Mark, chapter 1. And we're going to read from verse, just two verses, verses 14 and 15. You there say amen. amen. We're going to read it all together. One, two, three. She Now, after John was arrested, Jesus came into Galilee, proclaiming the gospel of God and saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. Amen. Today, I want to talk to you about going from transition to completion. Here in this passage, Jesus shows up in Galilee after John the Baptist has been arrested. But before that, Jesus had spent 40 days in the wilderness. He was fasting for 40 days, not eating anything. I tried like one juice fast for like 21 days, and I thought I was dying. But Jesus fasted for 40 days straight, didn't eat anything, just supernatural fasting and being tempted by the devil. And he he came against all of those temptations. And before that, what we have, we have Jesus coming out of the Jordan River because John the Baptist, he baptized him, right? And when he's baptized, the heavens opened and the Holy Spirit came on him gently like a dove. And then the father spoke, this is my son. (laughs) It's like, we always, for some reason, I always think God's voice is like Mufasa's in Lion King. It's like Simba. (laughs) You know, I've been working on that. Oh, you know. He's like, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. But before that happens, Jesus spent about 30 years just living the life of a normal Jewish person. He would go to the synagogue. Sometimes he would learn. Other times he would teach. Then other times Jesus would, he would 
he would obey his parents sometimes. I mean, we know about how he was in the, the temple and his mom's looking for him. He's like, woman, didn't you know I'm supposed to be in the father's house? He said that to his mom. He was obeying his parents most of the time. And then also he picked up a trade. We know that Jesus is a carpenter. We know that he actually had a trade. He lived this kind of life. But then once we get here to verse 14 and 15, we're at a, we're at a pinnacle. We're at a different point, a different season where Jesus stands up. He goes into Galilee after John the Baptist has been arrested. And he says, the time is coming soon. The time is fulfilled. And then he says, the time, the time is filled and the kingdom is coming next week. What does he say? The kingdom is coming in a couple years. Two people. What did he say? He said the kingdom is. At hand. Everyone say at hand. at hand. He said that the time is fulfilled. Everyone say fulfilled. fulfilled. He said the kingdom is at hand. And that word. I'm glad you're still rolling with me. And that word fulfilled is where we get in Galatians, Galatians 4 when it talks about the fullness of time. The Greek word is pleroma. Everyone say pleroma. pleroma. You're learning some Greek today. Pleroma means the fullness. It means something that is complete. Jesus stood up and he said that the time is complete. And then he said that the kingdom is at hand. And what Jesus was saying when he said at hand, he didn't say that it's coming next week. He didn't say that the kingdom is coming 2000 years later. He said that the kingdom is here, that it's here. It's imminent. It's in our midst. It's at hand. I'm here today to tell you that the time is complete, that the kingdom is at hand. You know, for many of us, we don't believe that the kingdom is at hand. We believe that it's coming later, right? We don't believe that the time is complete. We believe it's coming later. You know, the past couple months have been like the most crazy months, I can say, in a long time. All of a sudden, like in February, I was, February for me was like the toughest month. I don't know what was going on in February for me. How many of you guys had a, a tough February? Anybody? Everyone raising it. Oh, you guys are bold. I thought you were just going to nod your head, but you raised your hand. Come on. I was going through stuff in February. I was just like, God, I don't know what's going on. Are you with me? What? I'd start praying, and I'd be, I'd be praying, and I don't feel nothing. I don't feel like the, I'm like waiting for the presence, waiting for nothing. I feel like I'm struggling. I feel like my relationship with God is just dried up. I start trying to counsel people, and I feel like I have no wisdom, nothing of interest to say they're like i'm having problems and stuff's going on I'm like, can i talk to you about it next week <laughs> like can I, you know can i i'm gonna send you an email later can i send you an email about it because right now i don't know what's going on and then all this time i felt like i was going through what i'd went through in november in november i had like it, I really, at November was like such a tough time for me. I felt like all of a sudden I would try to pray. I'd try to read my Bible. I'd talk to people and I felt like nothing was going right. And I remember I go to John Michael. I go to Pastor John Michael and I'm like, John Michael, I need you to pray for me. I am struggling. I am struggling, John Michael. Pray for me. And John Michael's like, all right, I'm going to pray for you. And I'm thinking he's going to be like, I break this off. I, I just break it. I nullify it. All this stuff, right? He goes, God, I just pray that you would have mercy over him. Like, that's not what I wanted. 
But that's what I got. He's right. But when he said that to me, it encouraged me because I knew that God was at least with me in it. I knew that God was orchestrating what was happening in my life in November. But in February, I didn't feel that at all. And then to top it all off, I felt like God was kind of like not mocking me, but I felt like he was messing with my mind. Because everywhere I go, I'd see 11-11. You ever seen a movie like 20, the number 23? It's like Jim Carrey. It's like his movie he makes. He's like seeing the number 23 everywhere, and he goes like insane. Like, and everywhere I'm going, I'm seeing the numbers 11-11. Everywhere I go, I look at my watch. In the middle of the day, I'm like, there's no way. Middle of the day, I look down at my watch, and it's 111. I'm like, what's going on? And then, not only am I seeing 11-11 everywhere, I'm seeing 12-12. And I'm like, okay, maybe God's trying to speak to me. Maybe he's saying something to me that is really deep and profound. Let me search my Bible for 12, 12 and 11, 11 verses. And everything I find, nothing speaks to me. I'm like, thanks, God. What's going on? I'm going somewhere. Just continue to follow me. I'm seeing 12, 12. I'm seeing 11, 11, though, everywhere. It's like driving me insane. And then this past Tuesday, I'm at K1. And in the morning time, we have pure intercession for our leaders. And I'm in there praying. And Pastor Anita, she gets up and she starts leading prayer. And she's leading prayer for this one topic. And she says, now, we're not going to pray for this, for a transition in this, because that was last year. We're going to pray and declare completion in this area. And as soon as she said that, I felt like God had spoken to me like Mufasa, just Marcus. <laughs> and, and, it, and everything began to make sense. She, didn't, she wasn't talking about my situation. She wasn't talking about what I was specifically going through. But as soon as she said that, I felt the Holy Spirit speak to me. And he said, Marcus, you, know, you want to know why you've been struggling for the past two months? Y- yes. He said, because you're still trying to transition into something I've already completed. You know, for many of us, we're still trying to transition into something that God has declared complete. You know, on January 1st, I became the campus pastor here at Itaewon. On January 1st, I became the media pastor over all the campuses. But I realized I'd been spending the past two months trying to ease my way into that position. And every time I tried to ease my way into it, I found that I was denying myself the grace I needed to walk in it with strength and power. You know, every time you try to transition into something that God has already declared done, you're denying yourself the grace you need to walk in what he's declared completed. You know, when Jesus was on the cross and he declared it is finished. And you put your faith in him. You don't ease your way into that transition. You don't ease your way into becoming a Christian. It's a transition that happens immediately. If you tried to ease your way in, you wouldn't you wouldn't be a Christian. No one tries to ease their way into sexual purity. How are you doing right now? You know, I'm I'm still transitioning. I'm still on the process. No, God says you're pure. You're holy. And then he says, believe it. It's complete. It's done. He doesn't say transition into it. 
When Jesus came, Jesus stood right there in Mark chapter 1, verse 15. He said, the time is complete. Jesus didn't come up and say, you know what, guys? I want to let you know, everyone, I'm, we're starting a new initiative. It's called the kingdom. And it's going to be a progressive work. It's going to take place over 2,000 years. We're going to make this transition happen. We'd like your cooperation. What did he say? He said the time is complete. He said the kingdom is now, not later. It's not going to be later. He said it's now. Now it's time for you to believe it and walk in it. You know, many of us, we have the wrong idea of a transition. We think that transitions are supposed to be long, drawn out seasons. But that's not true. You don't see that in the Bible. There's only one long, drawn out transition you see, and that's because the people were disobedient. Every other transition was instantaneous. David didn't ease his way in from becoming a shepherd boy to a warrior, did he? Okay, there's Goliath. I'm going to ease my way into this one. <laughs> Moses didn't, didn't do that. Did Daniel? No. Did Joseph? How fast was the transition from Joseph being a prisoner to prime minister? One day. In Mark chapter 1, we see that the transition for Jesus going from uh, someone who no one knew about, relative obscurity, to declaring the kingdom happened instantaneously. John the Baptist got arrested. Jesus was like, here I am. He stepped in. It was instantaneous. But many of us, we think that transitions are supposed to be long. I thought that. You know what? God, I'm going to use 2012 to transition into becoming the pastor here. But that's a lie. The transition for me becoming the pastor here happened between December 31st and January 1st. It was that quick. And it was done. I didn't, I'm, I'm not trying to get more of it. I'm not waiting. It was done right then. Many times we confuse preparation with transition. A season of preparation isn't the same thing as a season of transition. And see, when you, when you try to delay your transition... When you try to slow down the process, see, God is the God of the suddenlies. Even when you look over history, the most impactful, the most powerful moments in human history were all instantaneous. You didn't see them coming. The most powerful moments in your life you didn't see coming. I don't care how many prophetic words you got. I don't care how many different things people said to you. The most powerful things in your life, usually the power, most powerful transitions happen instantaneously and those are the ones they have huge force huge impact i'm not a science teacher but god was speaking to me about 
about how there's this equation that explains this so perfectly. And it's that force equals mass times acceleration. Did you guys take science class? Some of you guys are like, force? What is a force? <laughs> is he talking about Star Wars? I'm so confused. What is, what is mass? What is he talking about? <laughs> I should ask Chris Mitchell to get up here and explain it for you guys. Or, or Pastor Brian. But check it out. See, the force or the impact that you are going to have in any area of your life is determined by how much you weigh. I'm not talking about when you get on a scale. I'm talking about your character. I'm talking about your faith. Times the acceleration by which God brings you to that place. You know why Jeremy Lin was so crazy and everyone's like, oh, this is so amazing? It's because he had character and faith. And then God accelerated him to the position very quickly. You know, if Jeremy Lin tried to ease his way into becoming starting point guard of the Knicks, he wouldn't be starting point guard. You know, these first couple games, I'm just going to pass. <laughs> Jeremy, what are you doing? I, I'm trying to get ready, man. I'm trying to... I'm going to take shots next game. Jeremy, come here. Get on the bench. See, this is how it works. When God accelerates you quickly, if you don't have the character and the faith, you won't have any impact. It'll crush you. I remember a man by the name of Norberto came and spoke at our church, and he talked about the anointing. And he said, you got to be careful with the anointing, because if you don't have character... God will accelerate you, but that will kill you. You ever took an a egg? Okay, so back in the day, I don't know why I'm confessing stuff right now, but when I was in middle school, we used to take um, eggs. Why am I looking at Pastor John Michael when I'm saying this? <laughs> like, don't, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So we used to egg cars that were moving, and we used to take a balloons and we fill it up with like plaster of paris like paper mache and we would throw them at houses don't judge me <laughs> i remember one time we, we we were hiding in these bushes and then we th we threw the 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 uh plaster of paris with the we threw this at a car but the guy saw us coming he, he, he had like crazy peripheral vision. He got on the brakes as soon as he did that. I pushed my friend and then I ran off. <laughs> so, man, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> hey, I was in middle school. I'm a new creation. It's done. I'm not transitioning into it. Many of us, our character and our faith is like those balloons. It's not been prepared. It's not been tested. It's not been weighed. And God, and one day, if God accelerates us, we're going to, there won't be any force, but the force will be all on us. We'll be the ones that crush. But for, mo for most of you, God's already been preparing you. God's already been making you ready. God's already been putting faith inside of you and character. And he's been developing that area of your life. And now he's saying, you know what? I'm transitioning you into sonship. 
I'm transitioning you into this house. I'm transitioning you into your destiny. I'm transitioning you into a place of authority and increase. But we want to say, let me slow it down, God. Let's hit the brake on that acceleration. You could weigh as much as a bowling ball. But if I take it and I slowly bring it up to a wall, it's going to have zero impact. No matter how much character, no matter how much faith you have. You understand what I'm getting at? Many of you, God's already spoken to you that you are pure, that you are holy. Yet you've been trying to transition into purity, transition into holiness. But it don't work like that. God's already said that you're a son in this house, but you're still trying to transition into it. But the more and more you try to transition into it, the more and more impact is being taken away. And the grace, the power, the faith you need to really walk into it, you're denying yourself what you really need. So why is that? Why, why do we do that? Why do we try to ease our way in? Most of us would say, it's because we don't know, right? I, I don't know. I don't, I, God, I don't feel so good about this. I, you know, you, you want me to do it, but. And we say we're confused. I don't really know if this is really what God's wanting me to do. I don't really know if this is really what God is calling me into. I don't know if God really wants me to live this life of faith, to live this life of holiness, to live this life of strength, to live this life of breakthrough. I'm not really sure. I'm kind of confused. The other day I was talking to a friend of mine from back home and they were they're finishing up their their They were a freshman when I was a senior and I remember now they're getting to the point where they're about to graduate. And I was talking to them online and I was like, what are you about to, what are you going to do when you graduate? This transition is, is instantaneous. What's, what's going to happen next? And they said, you know, I don't know. I said, okay, well, well, what is, what are your parents saying? They're Korean. And they said, my parents want me to go get a job and make a lot of money. And I was like, oh, okay. All right. What's your spiritual authority saying? Well, I've been serving here at this church plant and they feel like that. I still need another season here at this place. Okay. All right. Well, what, what do you want? I don't know. What, what do you think God wants? I don't, I don't know. And the minute they said, I don't know, I felt God give me just clear clarity for them. And I said, you know what? That's a lie. You do know. Many times we mistake confusion with fear. And we say we don't know. We say we're confused. We say, I'm not not sure. But the truth is, is that we're afraid. See, confusion is the inability to think through a problem. Like if math teacher, Pastor Brian right here, gave me a problem from one of his classes, I'd probably be a bit confused. I would look at it. And not know how to solve the problem. As long as it's not like, you don't do like two plus two, is it? (laughs) Okay, I was about to say, I shouldn't call myself out like that. 
You know, it's like 47 times 23 plus 8 divided by 78. All of us would be like, what? And it would take us some time to solve that problem. Because initially we feel a bit confused. We wouldn't know the answer. But fear, fear is different. Fear is the aversion of a problem. Or the inability to accept a solution. When I was talking to her, I said, you know what? You know what you're supposed to do. Because God said in his word, my sheep hear my voice. You know what you're supposed to do. The problem is you're afraid to do it. For many of you, God has spoken multiple times as to what you're supposed to do. If he told you any more times, he would need to tattoo it on your forehead. (laughs) He told Gideon what Gideon was supposed to do. But Gideon, I don't know, I don't know. So he fleeced God. Many of us fleece God all the time. Trying to ease our way into something. What has God been speaking to you? What has he been declaring done that you've been saying is more medium? More, uh, I don't know, it's not quite ready yet. I want you to think about that right now. That's why I'm I'm not saying anything. (laughs) Is it? Is it purity? Is it sonship? Is it? Your place of influence in your job? Is it your family? Where is it that God's been speaking to you? But yet you've been putting the brakes. See, I recognize for myself that when I tried to ease my way in, everything I needed to to really do what God's been calling me to do, I didn't have access to it anymore. See, Jesus recognizes this as well. That's why when Jesus shows up and he says that the time is fulfilled, the time is complete. We're not going to do another do-over on this. The time is complete. The kingdom is here. There's not going to be another kingdom that comes later on. The kingdom is here now. The next thing he says is repent. And repentance is not just sitting there and saying, God, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. It's not groveling. Repentance is not sitting before God and continually saying, I'm sorry. Repentance is really a change of your mindset. That's why Jesus says, repent, change your mind and believe. All this time you've been believing that this work is not finished, but he says it's already done. You need to change your mindset and then believe it. I was talking to another friend of mine. Actually, two days ago. And I was just 
that's sometimes how I process what's going on in my life. I just like to talk about it. And I was sitting there, I was just talking with my friend about what was going on. And this revelation that I was getting about this. And they said, well, you know what? I struggled with this particular sin my entire life. And I've been working. I believed, I've claimed it, but I still haven't seen it manifest. And they'd been believing it. They'd been claiming it. They'd been praying into it. And then one day they saw it manifest. And they were like, well, what about me? What about that? And I was like, you know what? That was God building up your faith for that time of transition. That was God building up your faith for that moment of completion. Because the issue is faith. The issue is believing. And today what God wants you to do is to stop trying to ease into something that he's already completed. And he wants you to believe that it's already done. I talked about force, right? And force equals mass times acceleration, you know, science. <laughs> you know, the longer you take trying to ease your way into something is the longer it takes for you to impact someone else. And I realized that as this friend was telling me about how they continue to struggle and they felt like this long, it was a long transition. That really, that was just keeping them from impacting and setting someone else free. So no more transition. No more trying to ease your way into it. Amen. It's done. Increase is done. You know, one thing, one, the year of increase for this house is 2012. Which means that you need to start believing for increase now. Not later, now. That means your prayers have to reflect increase, not later, but now. If you're still praying for intimacy... You're praying according to last year. It's time for us to pray according to this time. Completion, increase, the kingdom being here. Let's bow our heads, let's pray. Some of you have felt like you're in a time of transition. And there's, a, there's been this desire to just take it slow. But I feel that the word of the Lord for you today is that that's the wrong season.
The transition's already taken place. You're already where God wants you to be. You're already, the word has already went out. You're already set free. You're already healed. You're already delivered. You prayed those prayers a long time ago. You made that transition a long time ago and it was quick. The transition is over. Now it's time for you to begin to walk in the fullness. But before you can do that, you have to repent and believe. You have to change your mindset and believe that God has actually done it. Believe that it is already finished. Right now, I believe there's some of you in here who have felt like you've been stuck. I want to tell you today that it's not God that's been holding you back. It's been fear. It's been lies. It's been deception. And if you've been feeling that way, I just want you to stand to your feet. care what area it is and what I want us to do is if you're sitting near someone who's standing I want you to just put your hand on them and even if you're not I want you to just move over to where someone is we're one family here to pray is I want you to pray I want you to break off fear I want you to break off the spirit of unbelief and I want you to declare faith is rising up I want you to declare that they are beginning to believe God when he says that it's already done that the kingdom is already here that the breakthrough is already at hand All right, church, let's right now, all across this room, let's begin to pray for one another. If you're seated, I want you to just reach out and just put out your hand towards people and just begin to pray for the people who are standing. Yes, God, in this place, Lord, I just break off all fear. I break off all unbelief. I break off, God, every, Lord, God, spirit of timidity, God. And I declare, God, that you've given them a spirit of power, a spirit of love, and a spirit of sound mind, God. And I declare, God, that they're not confused, God. I break off every lie, God, that says that they don't know or that they can't hear you, God. I break that off of them right now, God. And I declare, Father, that they walk, God, in your purpose. They walk in your plan, God. And they are never taken from your hands, God. Yes, God. I declare over them, God, that, Lord, that they are no longer walking in transition. They're no longer stuck, God. But, Lord, they are walking in 
their completion, God. They are walking in the fullness, God. They are walking in the blessing, God. Yes, God. person that is standing God and I declare God that the time is fulfilled that the kingdom is at hand and that God their minds are shifting to believe you God to believe that they are already made whole to believe that they are healed to believe that they are delivered to believe that they are set free to believe God that they are in sonship to believe God that they are covered to believe God that your plans for them are not to harm them but to prosper them that they already walk in the hope and in the future that you've given to them God so yes God all confusion all feelings of misdirection God they're just falling off right now And complete clarity is coming upon them right now. Complete clarity. That area, I just speak complete clarity. I just thank you for it, Lord. Jesus' name, amen. Amen. As you take your seats, I want you to just... uh, Maybe pair up with the person next to you or if there are people around you. I just want you to pair up with people. And I just want you to pray for one another right now. I don't care if you don't know the person next to you. It's all right. You're safe. And I just want you to pray for one another. And I want you to pray that in this year that, that they would walk in the fullness of all that God has for them. Right now, go ahead. Just turn to someone <laughs> And let's begin to pray. I want you to pray that they will walk in the fullness of everything that God has for them. That they will walk in complete blessing. And that there is increase upon their lives. I want you to speak increase. The word of this year is increase. I want you to declare increase in every area of their life.
Father, I